Welcome to the Life Organized Podcast, where you can learn how to organize your life so you can focus on the things that matter most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to an episode I actually recorded a little while ago and I've just been saving for the perfect time. I think that time's arrived, so today you get to listen to episode number 18 when you're not keeping up. So today, I thought we could talk about something I was thinking when I was running this morning. All right, so just so I don't mislead you, I'm not a diehard runner. I claim pretty much no expertise here. I've just found that running three miles twice a week feels really good to my body, and that's about the extent of my running experience. But in that much experience, one thing I have discovered is that with running, you have mostly average days where it's not exactly easy, but you can get through it. And then there are some extremely hard days and some extremely awesome days sprinkled into the mix. And sadly, I haven't figured out the secret to any of this so that I can create more awesome days or less horrible days. You'd think maybe good night's sleep the night before might make a difference or cleaner eating. But for me so far, it's just completely erratic. You just show up and you love the good days and you get through the hard ones. Well, this morning was a great day. I love that. I felt like I could run twice my usual distance and my normal speed actually felt a little too easy. So crazy because it reminded me of a run I'd had about a month ago and it was horrible. That run is the run I want to talk to you about today. Okay, so that morning I got on the treadmill and immediately I knew this was going to be one of those bad running days. Instantly, my legs felt like they were stuck in mud. I kept going, trying to push through it, but it was so bad. I started to wonder if maybe something was wrong with the treadmill. I checked the settings and everything looked normal, but I was struggling so much I had to cut back. I lowered my speed. I lowered my incline to the very lowest setting, and it didn't seem to make a difference at all. I don't know if you've ever run much, but if you have, you might have experienced what happens when your body is really overworking. For me, everything gets really hot and rubbery, not just my legs, but even my torso. Of course, my lungs are burning and all I want to do is quit. So on this day, I mean like 10, 12 minutes in, I was done. I quit. Well, I was stumped. I'd had bad running days, but never anything that bad. And because of that, my brain started to try to make sense of what had just happened. I'd been skipping a few workouts lately, so maybe I was getting out of shape. Or I started wondering, maybe my body doesn't like it anymore. Maybe I'm getting too old for running. Maybe even though I hadn't really been able to correlate poor eating and not enough sleep to a bad running day before, maybe it was the case this time. Did I not eat well yesterday? Had I not slept enough? Or then I thought, maybe I'm just struggling mentally. For some reason, I'm just not mentally as tough. I'm not pushing myself hard enough. All right, let's pause here for just a minute and notice what I started doing. Things weren't going well, and I immediately determined what was the problem? Me. I turned on myself. I must have been doing something wrong. Something about me wasn't measuring up, wasn't good enough. I must be the problem. I think that's really interesting that we do that. And this is the whole point of why I'm bringing this up with you today. And I think you'll know why when you hear the end of this little running story. All right, so back to running. Later that week, my daughter got on the treadmill and reported that she'd also had an awful run. She'd only made it a half mile before calling it quits. 
but I didn't think much of it until I went downstairs to run a few days later. As I approached the treadmill from a distance and looked at it, something looked off. It looked like the incline was set really high. I turned the treadmill off and paid specific attention to what happened. The incline said it was at zero, but when I stepped off the machine and looked at it again, the incline was clearly very elevated. I reset that incline several times, but the belt never even budged. And suddenly, I knew what had made my run and my daughter's run so miserable. Even though while on the treadmill, it appeared that everything was normal and the incline measured normal, it was not. It was really high, but that wasn't apparent while you were on the machine. Okay, so we have something really fascinating to talk about here. Have you ever noticed when things aren't going well, when you're having a hard time keeping up with what you think you should be able to do, there's a tendency to be pretty hard on yourself? I have. I've noticed that's the case with me and with my clients as well. We all wonder, what are we doing wrong? Or worse, what's wrong with us that we can't keep up? We're not meeting our own expectations. We compare ourselves to others and feel like we're falling behind. And then we turn on ourselves criticizing, belittling ourselves instead of doing what we really need, which is understanding and validating ourselves. And yet if we're honest with ourselves, what is the problem? Problem is we're probably running up some kind of a personal hill in our lives and that's what's slowing us down and making us tired. And yet we expect ourselves to keep up the same pace, run the same distance, even compare ourselves to people who seem to be running just fine not ever taking into account that while we're running up a hill, they seem to be running on flat ground. I think when we're not keeping up, this is almost always the case. So what do we do about this? Because it's not really fair to expect ourselves to keep up the same pace or speed when we're quote unquote running uphill. Well, there are two coaching tools I think that could help us a lot in this situation. The first is a tool that I call Zoom Out. I'll do another podcast episode sometime about Zoom Out and its sister tool, Zoom In. But for today, we're just going to talk about Zoom Out. I can just hear you asking yourself as you listen to the story, how didn't she realize she was running on such a high incline that day when it was so hard? Honestly, I've asked myself that same question. Isn't it obvious when you're running uphill, especially when it's a steep hill? It should be, except our minds can be very powerful. The treadmill said it was on a zero incline, and so my brain immediately rejected the possibility that that was wrong. It wasn't until I zoomed out, literally looked at the treadmill from 15 feet away, that I could see the reality of the situation. While I was running on the treadmill, there was too much stimulus, and I was too exhausted to be able to really see what was going on. So the first thing I'd invite you to do when you are underperforming or frustrated or hard on yourself for the results you're getting is to zoom out. Literally look at your life from 100 feet above. What's going on? Are you running up hills in your marriage or a relationship with mental or physical health, in your finances with your children or stressful situations at work? Those situations require emotional bandwidth. You are not on level ground when you're climbing a personal mountain. And so it takes more effort to cover the same amount of distance you are used to covering. 
So yeah, you're tired. You can't go as fast or as far, but it's not you. It's the hill you're climbing. That can be hard to see when you're in the thick of it and your brain is telling you that you need to keep up with everything. So zoom out and see what's really happening in your life. And if you notice that you're dealing with something hard, you can have that understanding, compassion, validation for yourself. And now you have the words to describe what's happening. You can say, I didn't realize I was running uphill. There's a tremendous amount of relief that comes when you can look at the situation in truth and have the words to describe it. The second tool is to shift gears. The name of this tool is pretty appropriate given the metaphor, but I use it in many different coaching situations. Obviously, when you're riding a bike up a hill, you need to shift gears. The gear sitting that supports you on flat ground is different than the setting that supports you when you're going uphill or downhill. It only makes sense that we have the same option when we are navigating the hills in our lives. Give yourself permission to shift gears. Expect less. Slow down. Give yourself more time or give yourself a well-deserved break. Whatever it looks like, make some adjustments that will better support you because if you don't, you know things are going to get ugly. You know you're going to run out of steam. You know there will be a breakdown. You know you'll start comparing yourself to others. And that never leads anywhere good. Okay, so let's level set. Maybe this all sounds very obvious and intuitive. Shouldn't it be instinctive to zoom out, get some perspective, and then shift gears, get a different game plan? You'd think so. Yet I see over and over again with my clients and in the lives of my family and friends and even myself, that our brain misses these important details all the time. It can't really see what's happening when you're in the middle of things. We have to consciously remind ourselves, zoom out. And then we have to consciously give ourselves permission to shift gears and know that it will be okay. So, my friend, the next time you're underperforming and feeling badly about it, zoom out. Notice if you're running up a hill and then shift gears so you can better support yourself. I promise if you organize this emotional space in your life, you're going to be a happier gal. All right, so there's a fun ending to this story. Once I could see the issue with the treadmill, we recalibrated things, the incline went back to normal, I got back on and did my normal workout, but guess what I noticed? It was too easy. My normal workout was too easy. I found myself needing more speed and more incline than usual so that I could give myself the right kind of challenge. Why do you think that was? Because as miserable and as hard as running was that day, it made me stronger. I was capable of more after that experience. And you will be too. Running uphill in our personal lives is never fun, but it's pretty amazing to see what would become on the other side. We're stronger. We're more resilient, more capable. So your action for today is to download this episode and listen to it as a reminder next time you feel like you're not keeping up. Hearing it once is not enough. Re-listen so you can remember to zoom out, acknowledge the hills you're running up, and then shift gears so you can make it to the top without falling apart. You've got this, my friend. I'm so glad I get to be a little part of your amazing life. 
So thanks for spending this time with me today. I love that we get to hang out like this. And remember, when you feel overwhelmed or frustrated or dissatisfied with life, the happy gal way is your key to help you organize your life so you have time to focus on what matters most. I'll see you next time.